0: Section 51 of A Failure of Initiative. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. A Failure of Initiative Final Report of the Select Bipartisan Committee to Investigate the Preparation for and Response to Hurricane Katrina by the united states house of representatives charitable organizations part two the red cross was challenged by the sometimes disorganized manner in which shelters were established while the red cross has an established role in operating shelters many of the local governments set up ad hoc shelters without notifying the red cross in other cases the red cross was denied access to shelters The Red Cross has been criticized in both Mississippi and Louisiana for a variety of reasons, from excessive levels of bureaucracy to lack of sufficient shelters and food. Becker said the root cause of many problems centered on substantial incongruities between the state and local political leadership on one hand and state emergency management personnel on the other. Far too often, state emergency management personnel and local political leadership were not aligned. The Red Cross would receive one set of directions from the state and another from the locals. Becker said, however, with independently elected sheriffs, mayors, and county and parish commissioners, it is not an easily avoidable problem. Many complaints lodged at the Red Cross reflected their policy of not operating shelters in danger zones local political leadership often feels compelled to open shelters in their locale even when the entire county or parish is subject to a mandatory evacuation order the red cross has trouble servicing these shelters both from an access perspective the roads are sometimes inaccessible and from an identification perspective sometimes nobody tells the red cross where the shelters are the mississippi national guard had numerous issues with the red cross the primary complaint was the red cross's failure to establish a formal operations section in accordance with the national incident management system combined with the fact that the red cross is staffed almost exclusively by volunteers according to major-general harold cross the mississippi adjutant-general while well-intentioned the volunteers never had a good grasp on security requirements for financial assistance distribution operations on numerous instances the arc volunteers would simply find a vacant parking lot and commence voucher distribution operations immediately crowds would gather and would overwhelm the distribution site the arc would then call on the guard for assistance repeated attempts were made to reinforce the need for prior coordination for site security it was not until mid-september that the arc started coordinating these operations also the arc had volunteers who attempted to coordinate directly with subordinate guard units for shelter and distribution site security the forward EOC operations officer met with the ARC representatives on numerous occasions to define the requirements for security taskings. The ARC rarely adhered to these requirements. Consequently, the National Guard stayed in a reactive mode concerning security of distribution sites and shelters, and hundreds of man-hours were wasted for future events if the arc would position a senior operations representative in the forward emergency operations center many of the security issues would be resolved this senior person should not rotate every few days cross also recommended the integration of ngos like the red cross into the incident command system GAO has testified the Red Cross did not provide relief in certain hard-to-reach areas because of safety policies. Similarly, media reports indicate the Red Cross was slow to arrive in some small rural towns. The Mississippi town of Purlington, population 1,684, received no Red Cross support for weeks. A Florida State disaster team set up a shelter, but the Red Cross said it was unsafe and declined to run it in purlington the red cross declined to operate one shelter because it lacked a dehumidifier far too many shelters were unknown to the red cross making it difficult for it to deploy resources many of these shelters were within the danger or surge zones including the superdome the red cross does not service these shelters of last resort as it would put its volunteers in harm's way After Katrina passed, the Red Cross did attempt to deliver provisions to the Superdome, but was denied access. Quote, the Homeland Security Department has requested and continues to request that the American Red Cross not come back into New Orleans. Right now, access is controlled by the National Guard and local authorities. We cannot get into New Orleans against their orders, end quote, Renita Hostler, a Red Cross spokesman, told the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. The Red Cross encountered many access problems where local law enforcement would not permit entry to establish a shelter. The Select Committee asked the Red Cross for an accounting of the shelters utilized as compared to the pre-approved shelter list and for the reasons behind any differences. The Red Cross provided the Select Committee with a complete list of every shelter in operation between the dates of August 25th and September 30th but will not provide a specific listing explaining why certain pre-approved shelters were not used lori polachek of the red cross's general counsel's office said this was too difficult an undertaking the red cross was challenged by the magnitude and chaos of the evacuation of people before landfall and after the flooding in new orleans people were moved either by government agencies or on their own initiatives all over the country in a haphazard way making it difficult for the red cross to track and care for the needs of evacuees from the red cross's perspective the transportation of evacuees by fema was disorganized and uncoordinated as a primary provider in the feeding and sheltering of the displaced the red cross needed advance notice of how many people it would be asked to serve many problems were reported in this area the information communicated to the red cross by fema was unreliable there appeared to be no correlation between the information communicated by fema and what actually happened howe noted that often airplanes of evacuees would arrive without any warning conversely it seemed to how whenever warnings of arrivals were communicated the arrivals often failed to materialize this has been chronicled in the press the san jose mercury news reported on september the eighth that a plan to send one thousand evacuees to california had been put on hold the red cross catholic charities and the city of san francisco had spent days readying a shelter at st mary's cathedral on september eleventh The Columbus Dispatch reported a similar story. Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati were set to take a 1,000 evacuees on September eighth, but the inbound flights were canceled by FEMA. Evacuees were scheduled by FEMA to be transported to Ohio. Fred Strathman, a spokesman for the Ohio Emergency Management Agency, indicated to the newspaper that the plan to send evacuees to Ohio was delayed twice by FEMA and then apparently canceled. A spokesman for the Red Cross of Greater Columbus, Lynn Cook, said, quote, "We are a little tired of pumping things up and taking them back down." Yeah. End quote. Similarly, the Courier Journal of Louisville, Kentucky, reported that on September 13, FEMA suspended evacuation flights due to the unwillingness of evacuees to relocate so far from the Gulf Coast according to the newspaper on september fifth federal officials told louisville that five hundred evacuees would be arriving at any time the red cross had worked to prepare a shelter and had stockpiled food and clothing all for nothing more than any other hurricane katrina has produced a large volume of seemingly permanent evacuees the red cross is now finding that a large number of evacuees are not going home the Red Cross has not escaped substantial public criticism. The most obvious casualty of this criticism came on December 13th when its president, Marcia Evans, announced her resignation. According to press accounts, even Evans acknowledged the organization's response to Katrina and Rita had been uneven, quote, eclipsing even our direst worst case scenarios. End quote. At a December 13th hearing conducted by the House Committee on Ways and Means Oversight Subcommittee to review the response by charities to Hurricane Katrina, Louisiana Representative Jim McCrary was extremely critical of the Red Cross. Quote, Hurricane Katrina and the subsequent flooding of New Orleans displaced roughly one million people from their homes in southeast Louisiana. Tens of thousands of evacuees sought shelter in my district it was clear from the beginning that the red cross simply did not have the sheltering capacity to meet immediate needs small independent shelters began popping up by the dozens across northwest louisiana at the peak there were over forty shelters in my district while fewer than ten of those were operated by the red cross red cross had serious trouble operating at least three of the large shelters in my district Hirsch coliseum in shreveport louisiana century tell center in bosier city louisiana and the health and physical education building at northwestern state university in natchitoches louisiana several days after katrina's landfall the american red cross asked a network of local churches led by the first assembly of god to take over the red cross shelter at hirsch coliseum in shreveport louisiana steve bayer an associate pastor with one of the churches agreed to manage the shelter until a replacement red cross manager could be found no one replaced him mr bayer operated the hirsch coliseum shelter where six thousand two hundred people came through its doors with only two red cross volunteers for the first two weeks the red cross asked church volunteers to wear red cross shirts i suppose to give the appearance that red cross was operating the shelter the century-tell shelter in bozier city louisiana opened as an independent shelter one week after the storm in response to overwhelming need for additional sheltering capacity century tell operated on the backs of local government and community organizations while it waited for certification from the american red cross even after the american red cross moved in local charities provided all of the food for seven days until red cross could secure food the american red cross shelter at northwestern state university was managed by the city of natchitoches and the natchitoches parish sheriff's department in conjunction with the university dr bill dickens the shelter's manager had one red cross volunteer to help service the one thousand evacuees housed each night at the site for the first ten days following the storm i should note that it took seven days for this shelter to receive any of the sixty thousand dollars in new bedding that was donated to the local red cross chapter by general motors The bedding sat unused in a Red Cross facility 70 miles away in Shreveport, Louisiana, despite the fact that some evacuees in Natchitoches were sleeping on the floor. The failure to get these resources to the shelter in a timely fashion represents an inexcusable breakdown in communication and coordination within the Red Cross. While the Red Cross could barely manage its own network of shelters, the organization offered little assistance to struggling independent shelters dennis butcher the office of emergency preparedness director for claiborne parish was instructed by the red cross to fend for himself mr butcher operated an independent shelter of twelve hundred evacuees for over a month without any assistance from the red cross i wish mr butcher's experience was unique but the red cross also refused requests for assistance from the office of emergency preparedness directors for claiborne sabine vernon and webster parishes i also spoke with o e p and other officials on the mississippi gulf coast who experienced similar treatment from the red cross but katrina was bigger than the red cross the response to hurricane katrina has been more complex than any previous red cross involved disaster The string of 2004 Hurricanes in Florida was the previous benchmark when the Red Cross provided financial assistance to 73,000 families. During Katrina, the number is up to 1.2 million families. In 2004, it provided 519,000 nights of shelter. During Katrina, the figure currently stands at 3.42 million. The 2004 Hurricanes were attended to by 35,000 volunteers. Katrina required 220,000 volunteers. The total estimated expenditures by the Red Cross for Katrina-related aid is in excess of $2 billion. Figure 5 compares Katrina and Rita to hurricane season 2004. Hurricane season 2004, 519,000 shelter nights. Katrina and Rita, 3.42 million shelter nights. Hurricane season 2004, 73,000 families provided with financial support. Katrina and Rita, 1.2 million. Hurricane season 2004, meals and snacks provided, close to 16.5 million. Katrina and Rita, more than 52.6 million. Hurricane season 2004, total spent, 130 million. Katrina and Rita, 2 billion. This $2 billion operation must be contrasted with the Red Cross's overall financial model. According to its 2004 annual report, its operating revenues were just over $3 billion. In 2004, its stated operating expenses for domestic disaster services was $261 million. It is unrealistic to expect any charitable relief organization to instantaneously pivot in response to the might inflicted by Katrina as katrina was too large for the emergency management professionals in the state of louisiana the city of new orleans and fema it was as well for the red cross the red cross readily agrees it did not have the presence everywhere throughout the affected region the primary mission of the red cross is to provide food clothing and shelter to victims of disaster given its size there are misconceptions about its capabilities the red cross does not provide transportation does not get involved with search and rescue operations does not participate in evacuations and does not provide medical care other than providing assistance with minor medical issues in testimony before the house committee on ways and means oversight subcommittee the red cross's becker said we fell short of being universally present everywhere there was a need he continued given the number of people in need our response was geared toward places that we knew we could get to immediately and places where we knew people were congregated it was our goal to reach the greatest number of people with the most possible speed As a leading provider of food and shelter to those affected by Katrina, the Red Cross is often asked why it was not active within New Orleans, whether it be on the ground, co-located with the search and rescue teams, or in the shelters of last resort, such as the Convention Center and the Superdome. Becker addressed this in his testimony, quote, there were a number of questions regarding why we did not re-enter the city of new orleans the american red cross of southeast louisiana located in the city of new orleans heeded the evacuation order called for by local authorities the chapter relocated to the town of covington located on the north side of lake pontchartrain our service delivery in new orleans differed from that provided to other affected areas in alabama louisiana and mississippi under the louisiana state plan if a category three or higher storm is headed for louisiana twenty three parishes including orleans parish are to begin an evacuation inland the inland parishes in cooperation with state agencies and the american red cross are to shelter evacuees from risk area parishes as there are no shelter sites that meet hurricane safety criteria within orleans parish in fact, it has been the policy of the Red Cross that there are no safe areas south of the I-10, I-12 corridor for a large-scale hurricane. The Louisiana Plan, which makes no reference to the Red Cross operating shelters within the city, enumerates eight distinct shelter types, plus what is described as the, quote, refuge of last resort, end quote. The Convention Center and the Superdome served as refugees of last resort under state plans these facilities are to open when local authorities terminate an evacuation due to unsafe driving conditions these facilities are not operated by the red cross in practice after the threat has passed the red cross at times staffs shelters of last resort providing services to people we do not establish shelters in facilities that do not meet our criteria for safety during landfall Consistent with state and local plans and our practice in previous disasters, we were asked by state and federal officials not to enter New Orleans. While we were in constant communication with local and state authorities, it was not deemed safe for Red Cross personnel to re-enter the city of New Orleans. The Red Cross does not place our client evacuees, staff, volunteers, or resources in harm's way. It is our practice to heed evacuation orders and assist those in need of shelter outside of high-risk areas. Additionally, it was the goal of local and state officials to fully evacuate the city of New Orleans after the storm passed. We were instructed by authorities that, in addition to issues of safety, if the Red Cross provided services to survivors within New Orleans, it would discourage people from heeding evacuation orders. At the direction of public officials, we entered New Orleans in a coordinated fashion to provide services at the earliest possible time. This was a difficult scenario for the Red Cross. Eighty percent of our local Red Cross staff in the Southeast Louisiana chapter lost their homes to Katrina, yet while they themselves were victims, they desperately wanted to provide support to their neighbors in need, and to this day they continue to do so. We are still engaged in active operations in the city. Important assistance was provided by the Salvation Army, Catholic Charities, the United Way, and the National Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. As the only charitable organization with primary responsibility under the NPR, the Red Cross received a lot of select committee attention. Beyond the Red Cross, however, there was a vast network of charities that contributed meaningfully to the response efforts in the Gulf Coast area the important contributions of organizations such as the salvation army catholic charities usa the united way and the national voluntary organizations active in disaster nvoad merit attention salvation army the salvation army has been at the site of most major natural disasters in america for more than a century it has developed areas of expertise in disaster response Mass feeding to survivors and emergency responders immediately after a disaster has occurred, sheltering those affected while tending to their spiritual and emotional needs, and then the continuation of social service assistance to ensure the survivors have the means to move back into some semblance of the routine known before the disaster struck in responding to those affected by hurricane katrina the salvation army staged personnel and equipment in the states adjacent to the primary strike zone major todd hawkes of the salvation army summarized some of the key contributions the salvation army made to immediate response efforts point loaded meals on seventy-two mobile canteens each capable of providing five thousand hot meals per day and two fifty-four foot mobile kitchens each capable of providing 20,000 hot meals per day. We intended to dispatch these mobile feeding units into those geographic areas determined by FEMA to be the hardest hit and to dispatch additional units as needed. Point. Mobilize 200 officers, employees, and volunteers to man these mobile kitchens. Point. Point prepared to dispatch portable shower units trucks transformed into one-stop shops called comfort stations and emergency response command stations for officers to direct the response efforts in the immediate aftermath of katrina the salvation army facilitated mass feeding moving mobile feeding units into new orleans biloxi gulfport mobile and numerous other affected communities within hours after the storm had passed In total, the number of mobile canteens deployed numbered 178, and the number of field kitchens reached 11. Since Katrina struck, the Salvation Army has served more than five million hot meals and more than seven million sandwiches and snacks to survivors and first responders. Although not a primary activity for the Salvation Army, at its highest point it operated 225 shelters for more than 31,000 people catholic charities catholic charities usa is the membership association of one of the nation's largest social service networks catholic charities agencies provide vital social services to people in need regardless of their religious social or economic backgrounds As of January 6, 2006, Catholic Charities had allocated more than $56 million to over 60 local Catholic Charities and other Catholic organizations responding to the needs of families affected by the Gulf Coast hurricanes. In total, Catholic Charities USA has raised $137 million to assist the network's largest disaster response effort in its history dozens of catholic charities agencies and catholic organizations have each received disaster relief grants from catholic charities u s a ranging from six thousand to twenty five million across the nation more than eighty local catholic charities are working to meet the needs of hurricane victims relief efforts have included Providing victims with food, financial aid, clothing, shelter, gas and retail store cards, and household goods. Helping with medical and prescription needs. Offering clean-up assistance. Helping victims work with FEMA and other groups. And providing crisis counseling, case management, transportation, job placement, and temporary and long-term housing. United Way United Way of America is the national organization that provides leadership to approximately 1,350 community-based United Way organizations. Each is independent, separately incorporated, and governed by local volunteers. As of December 15, 2005, the United Way of America has raised $45 million to support hurricane response and recovery efforts through its hurricane response and recovery fund the united way has focused its effort on restoring the abilities of social service agencies in the gulf coast region many human service organizations in the gulf coast states suffered tremendous damage to their facilities which severely limited their ability to provide services to those in need United Ways throughout the affected areas have worked with partner agencies to ensure services such as emergency assistance, food, clothing, housing, and transportation are available to those in need. National Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster, NVOAD. NVOAD is a national charity umbrella organization composed of approximately 40 charities that provide services following disasters. As a designated support agency under ESF number 6, NVOAD is responsible for sharing information with its member organizations regarding the severity of the disaster, needs identified, and actions taken to address these needs. NVOAD coordinates planning efforts by many volunteer organizations responding to disaster. Member organizations provide a more effective and efficient service to the community in need by agreeing to share information and combine resources. This cooperation has proven to be an effective way for a multitude of organizations to work together in during an emergency during the immediate response to katrina nvoad organized daily conference calls with fema and other federal government representatives and its member organizations operating in the gulf coast region nvoad also invited non-member charitable organizations that were providing relief to hurricane victims to participate in these calls which sometimes included more than forty organizations at once During these calls, both the federal government and charities were able to provide information and answer questions about services provided, needs identified, and the organization's abilities to meet these needs. Conclusion Since August 29, charitable donations to Katrina Relief have exceeded $3 billion. Two-thirds of this amount has been raised by the Red Cross. With its two-billion-dollar relief effort, the Red Cross has been able to fulfill many of its obligations under the National Response Plan. Katrina, however, overwhelmed the Red Cross. The Red Cross, like FEMA, did not have a logistics capacity sophisticated enough to fully support the massive number of Gulf Coast victims. Among other challenges, the Red Cross was required to grapple with the sometimes disorganized manner in which shelters were established. While it has a well defined role in operating shelters, many of the local governments set up ad hoc shelters without notifying Red Cross officials. In some cases, the Red Cross was denied access to shelters. Despite falling short of being universally present everywhere there was a need, the Red Cross and numerous other charitable organizations performed admirably and heroically in reaching the greatest number of people with impressive speed. End of section 51.